Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. Forgiveness, what does it cost? Key verses, Luke eleven four. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. Forgive in this verse it is to send forth, is to forgive, lay aside, to let alone, to put away, and to yield up. And it's taken from a root word that means off, and that is away from us. It usually denotes separation, departure, and completion. And it really, when you think deeply into the act of forgiveness, it involves all of these things to put away from us the bitterness and resentment that goes with it. The meaning goes further in Luke 6.37, where Jesus said, Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. To forgive, and you will be forgiven. And this means to relieve or release. It's to dismiss. And again, that idea of a debt, to pardon, set us at liberty from the feelings of bitterness and resentment. And that word indebted in Luke 11.4, this is taken from uh, the prayer of the disciples, by the way, commonly called the Lord's Prayer. It's essentially that they owe us as in better treatment, loyalty, and etc. So the forgiveness of sin is a must for us to enter into a relationship with God. And because God freely forgives us based on Jesus' death in our place on that cross, he requires us to forgive others who wrong us. This episode examines what forgiveness involves as to what it is and what it does not involve, as in remaining in danger from an abuser. But first, let me say that God's forgiveness of us is rooted in his deep, deep love for us. And when sin interfered with that relationship, beginning in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, God sought a way to bring us back into relationship with him. And sin is so horrible, it required the death of the Son of God to do this. But just keep in mind that in back of forgiveness is God's love for us. And when we uh, set about to forgive others, It should be based in our love for God and how he loves us and proved it through his forgiveness. And so the devotion focus, the price and benefit of forgiveness. In Luke 22, 34, then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. This is as he hung on the cross. Now you think about this. The priests were there mocking him telling him if he was the son of God, come down off that cross, and then they would believe him. And if ever the human race, the survival of the human race, hung in the balance, it was at that moment. I can just see the angel, uh, angelic army of heaven straining forward, just waiting on a simple nod from the son of God, and they would come down and annihilate the earth in retribution for the way the son of God was being treated. But Jesus. He has the divine right to require you and I forgive others for the wrong they do to us. But again, it doesn't mean remaining in relationship with them, especially when you or your children are in danger. So this episode deals with forgiving those who wrong us, whether as family or supposed friends. And so first, Jesus tells us to forgive. Why? Because unforgiveness is bondage. And because a wrong act, also stands in the way of a relationship based on trust and love. 
When we sinned against God, can he trust us to act any different? And so God, wanting to have a relationship with us based on that love, made it possible to forgive us by sending his son to set things right. Jesus did this on the cross. And when on the cross, and he said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do, he revealed that sin blinds people to what is right. Now, God the Father listened to his son, who took the penalty for sin upon himself. He forgives based on all sin being atoned for by the death of his son, and he requires we forgive based on the same. Listen to Ephesians 4.32. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. And the word here, forgiving and forgave, is the same, and is to grant as a favor, that is, in kindness, to pardon or even to rescue, to deliver. And so you think about what we're doing is we're rescuing others from our wrath, even if they don't deserve it even when they don't even ask for it. And so to forgive is to release the one who wronged us from the debt they owe us, the debt of doing right by us. Now this means we forgive even when they don't apologize or repent of their wrongdoing. And it does not mean they are excused, and it does not mean we must stay in relationship with that person. It may even be unsafe to do so. But let me tell you from bitter experience. Carrying an unforgiving attitude leads to bitterness of soul, resentment, anger, and eventually hatred. In an earlier episode on anger, I mentioned how anger is like acid eating away at the container holding it. Well, bitterness, resentment, and hatred are the same. They have the same destructive effect on our mind, emotions, and eventually our health. Jesus tells us in the key verse, God releases us from the toxic effects of sin through confession by forgiving us. That's when we get saved or born again. And then goes further to tell us we are to forgive in the same manner. And then on the cross, Jesus explained how this is possible. By realizing others don't know what they're doing. And he didn't mean they didn't know the act. Of course, they knew they were having the Son of God put to death. But they didn't know the consequences. But I can tell you, they've had 2,000 years to dwell on those consequences. And one more point to bring out. Forgiving others is a process, sometimes a long, drawn-out process, and not a one-time act on our part. I believe the length of time will likely depend on how long you have carried bitter unforgiveness in your heart, because it, it roots down and it ingrains within us. And so if you have allowed it to root deep into your heart, it will take time to uproot and displace the bitter resentment stemming from not forgiving the one who hurt you, the one who caused you so much pain and loss. And believe me here, I believe in justice, in people getting what they deserve and being made to pay for the harm they caused me and others. But if and when I remember, God didn't hold me to the requirements of justice that I be punished for my sin. It's then that I realize the right thing for me to do is to forgive that person no matter the evil they did. And the best way I've found to forgive really evil people is to pray for their salvation, that they find God's forgiveness by trusting in Jesus' death for their sin and asking God to forgive and save them from the wrath to come. And when I think about eternity and hell for the unforgiven ones of our race, 
And I have to shudder at that. And then I pray for them to be saved. Now, before you think this is easy for me to say, I've had to do this very thing. And this process is how I forgave a man I intended to kill for the wrong he did to a loved one. So in summary, we all have the same sin nature. It's like a virus and it affects us in different ways, mostly depending on how we were taught as children. The evil I haven't committed was because God kept me from it. And I thank him for that too. And that's the benefit of growing up in a nation of laws. Now the action to consider. If you're able, get a copy of Lisa Turkhurst's book, Forgiving What You Can't Forget, and read it. I just got a copy, and I haven't read it all the way through, but so far she does an outstanding job of delving into forgiveness. What it is and what it isn't. The book is based on an ongoing excruciating divorce experience with an unfaithful spouse. And I can tell you from my own experiences with betrayal, She has incredible strength, and you can draw from it if you will read and see how to put into practice the difficult processes of forgiveness. Now, next week's devotion, The Armor of God. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, gritty Bible devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.